G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Of course, now for weeks we have been hearing the ins and outs of a debate that's been going on in the New South Wales Parliament. Of course, a a decriminalisation bill passed the lower house and there's been a lot of debate around amendments in the upper house and there's still more debate going on today. Uh, Let's get some insights from Damien Wilde, the National Director of the Australian Family Coalition. Damien, a special welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Damien, you've been following this closely and you're fiercely pro-life. The issues that have been just being unpacked in New South Wales, some of them are stomach-churning, but there has been a little bit of relief with some of the amendments that have been uh, at least uh, made in the upper house in the New South Wales Parliament. What have your general impressions been of the debate so far? Well, as you said, Neil, there were some, you know, bright moments in in terms of the amendments. There are a couple of things that got up last night, including uh, things to discourage coercion of a a woman, uh, relatively minor things like data collection, just to know what's going on, you know, how many abortions are even taking place in New South Wales, because so much of these things are just conjecture. We really don't know. Uh, But sadly, at the same time, many things were knocked on the head last night, and that was really, really tragic. You know, for example... uh, Parliamentarians couldn't even bring it, bring themselves to vote for an, an amendment that would have made it a criminal offence for a doctor to illegally provide an abortion. Uh, they didn't see fit to pass informed consent laws uh, or to restrict so-called emergency abortions to occasions when there was an imminent threat provable to a mother's life. Um, a review every two years of this, this terrible legislation every rather than every five. It's just incredible that after all the efforts people have gone to, that parliamentarians can sometimes still be so blind to these things. Um, I think they treat it like any other piece of legislation when really we're talking about life or death here. Damien, I think the big one, I mean, all of those points that you're making about amendments that have been either upheld or been voted down, the big one that is on the horizon, of course, for the debate is late-term terminations. Uh, have you got any insights at all into how that might be unfolding in the debate? Not really, to be honest, Neil, but it, it's funny how quickly people, um, on one, people on one side of the debate are so quick to dismiss those sorts of uh, concerns. You know, we're told that our oh, late-term abortions are very rare, but we're also not that far down the track from a time when we were told that all abortions should be safe, legal, but rare. Now, in this debate, we don't seem to see any sort of disguise. Uh, it's, it, it's been reduced to a question of a woman's health care. The whole phrasing and way we've conducted the abortion debate has shifted, I think, in the last few years, and not for the better. Um, really, this is... I'm actually struggling for the words, Neil, because it just seems callous to me. It really does. Because we're talking deeper here than a bunch of people just talking about amendments because we're talking about what's happened as a split in the Liberals in New South Wales. And then, of course, you had this crazy 
issue of the majority of Nationals MPs actually supporting abortion. And uh, that goes flies in the face of what a lot of people appreciate about uh, some levels of ways that conservative parties approach these things. But uh, what are your thoughts on the political developments that have happened and the way that especially the Nationals have been supporting the whole uh, decriminalisation? Well, unfortunately, the national support for these sorts of issues is not new. Um, over the last few years, we've seen uh, this, this general direction they're heading in, particularly the last time New South Wales debated this issue just a couple of years ago. You know, I can only imagine what their, their predecessors in the national and the country party must think uh, to see the sorry state that it's basically reduced to today. Um, by and large, their relatively conservative and Christian-based country electorates are completely, you know, they're completely out of step with their constituency. I really don't know how they can bring themselves to, to vote the way they often do. Um, but having said that, it's probably a good opportunity to you know, pay tribute to the, the great MPs in the, the lower house and particularly in the upper house who are still fighting on this. And there's always a risk when you mention people by name that you miss some out because you know, I've, I've got some names on the page in front of me. Kevin Connolly, Lou Amato, Greg Donnelly, Damien Tudorhope, uh, Fred Nile. All these people have just done such a sterling effort and really deserve our thanks and our prayers and support. I guess the MP that drew most attention, Tanya Davies, she was warning that she would defect from the government if four essential amendments were not successful. Uh, three of those four have passed. I think it's the late-term abortion issue that is the other one that's uh, that's uh, waiting there. Uh, that sort of courage, that sort of impact that a single MP can make when they make that sort of threat, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? It is, and I, I didn't mean to omit her from my, my list before. I was mainly concentrating on the upper house, but Tanya has been, you know, incredibly outspoken on this issue. She's been incredibly brave, um, and even people who may choose to mock her, who, who might think that she should be a team player and whatnot within the government, if if you're not willing to make a stand on something so fundamental as life and death, I wonder how you could honestly sit in the parliament and debate matters of transport debt, any other matter. It, it doesn't get more black and white than this. And I think if there was ever an issue you were going to make a stand on, it is this. And I think Tanya and others have been, as I said before, incredibly brave. And whatever the outcome of this debate, I think the people of New South Wales owe, owe her and others a great debt of gratitude. And I suspect that that threat probably still stands uh, with those uh, four essential elements uh, if they are not in the favour of those MPs that have made that threat in the first place. Interesting developments that are happening. Of course, there's been lots of protests outside the New South Wales Parliament, Damien. Uh, but also there's been other groups that have come to the fore that no one's ever heard of. Uh, one called the End Violence Against Unborn Babies Coalition, who've uh, put out an anonymously authored uh, anti-abortion leaflet. Uh, so I suppose it's not so anonymously authored if there's a name on there, but obviously there's no contact details. And uh, I was reading in the media this morning uh, the idea that these sorts of things are targeting the Prime Minister and targeting the Berejiklian government. Uh, when there are times like this, you have your established organisations, pro-life organisations, ones that I might talk to, ones that you might be dealing with, ones that you are aligned with. But there's 
all sorts of people come out of the woodwork in a time like this because they recognise it is a significant, not only New South Wales, but national crisis when these things are happening. What are your thoughts for the way that you can sort of stir up the hornet's nest and people come out of the woodwork and, and make statements and start to lobby uh, for things that are good and true and right? Oh, look, I think it's been unprecedented in, t- in terms of what we've seen uh, over the last couple of months. Not one, but two massive rallies, one in, in uh, Hyde Park and one in Martin Place. Uh, there have been people, including a lot of young people, who have been standing outside the apartment into the dead of the night, rain, hail and shine, literally. Um, they have gone to extraordinary lengths. Uh, the group you mentioned before, I don't know them, but it is it, it is fascinating to see how people as you said, come out of the woodwork and contribute in their own way. There have been people emailing, phone phone calling, um, getting around with petitions and writing letters, people attending these rallies. Uh, it's just been incredible to see the way that it's all come together. I had a look this morning um, just to confirm how many of our own supporters had emailed their MPs. Uh, as of this morning, AFC supporters in New South Wales, I'm told 7,368 just of our people. So you can imagine there must have been tens of thousands of people who've emailed and phoned their MPs by now. Um, it's incredible to see this this jigsaw. I think the real need going forwards, again, regardless of the result of this debate, is not to leave all of these debates until minutes to midnight. Because, you know, if the National Party, for crying out loud, can uh, view life as a commodity, then that actually reflects on all of us. We have our work cut out over the coming years to try and restore a culture of life in this country because there's no way this sort of bill could get through the parliament if Australians at large did not, uh, you know, weren't, weren't prepared to, to sit back and, and let it pass. Um, really, the onus is on us to try and restore that culture of life. I like your expression, don't leave it until minutes to midnight. And there's another issue I'd love to pick up with you because often when we talk, it's not just about uh, the issue of abortion, but it's also around this issue of religious freedom, uh, which the Australian Family Coalition has been fighting on. And uh, right back to the days of the marriage debate, when you had a leading role uh, in the No campaign, the religious freedom legislation, that's all still bubbling along and ready to be introduced into the parliament. And and, uh, I know that you're encouraging people now to... A rally around this whole idea of uh, how we preserve religious freedom. And this is not a battle that's already been fought and lost or won. Uh, what are you encouraging people to do with regard to what's coming with the religious freedom bills? Well, Neil, the sole reason we haven't put out a communication directly to our supporters yet, uh, guiding them to make a submission, has been things like the New South Wales abortion bill and others. I think at times, you know, even the best of people can suffer from issue fatigue. Uh, but in the very near future, we will be asking supporters to make a submission uh, in response to the government's proposals, the, the draft legislation they've produced. In a nutshell, basically to say, look, thank you. We're grateful that you're treating this with the due consideration and seriousness it deserves, but it's not good enough. Um, we, we need better. Religious freedom is not some optional extra. It really shouldn't be treated as an exemption to anti-discrimination laws. It is a positive right. And we need firm black and white guarantees that uh, the sort of things that have happened to Israel Folau, Archbishop Julian Porteous and many others will not happen again. That's what we need people to, uh, to give a voice to. 
Damien Wild, you are leading an organisation, the Australian Family Coalition. It's another expression of a way that you can mobilise a Christian voice on the big issues that the nation is facing. And so I'll encourage listeners to check out what sort of resources, what sort of articles they can access on your website and perhaps be involved in any of the campaigns that you are running. So ostfamily.com.au the Australian Family Coalition ostfamily.com.au Damien Wild thanks so much for taking some time to update listeners today on these issues here on 2020 My pleasure Neil Before you go, thanks for listening There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.